0: Hey everyone, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA Edition. Today, we're catching you up on everything that you need to know that's happened in the league in the past week or so. And we have none other than Tarika Foster Brasby to help us out. Tarika is the sideline reporter for the Connecticut Sun and has been for the past couple years. This year, she has stepped into a new role and she is calling some of the games alongside Brendan Glasheen. She is also an analyst for ESPN. She does So much. We can barely keep up, but let me tell you, she knows sports. And if you know, you know, I had so much fun catching up with her. We talk about some of the coaching changes in the past couple of weeks and the impact that will have on the teams for the rest of the season. We talk about the all-star reserve announcement injuries that have plagued some of the teams and what that means as they move forward It's just a lot of fun. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Tarika Foster-Brasby. Tarika, thanks for joining the podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here and you wear so many hats. I feel like when it comes to the WNBA, not only are you a sideline reporter for the Connecticut Sun, but you have your finger kind of on the pulse with so many things. Uh, Talk to us about uh, your roles and what has been so fun for you this season.
1: Gosh, I am so involved in so many things that I don't even know if I know what my role <laughs> is anymore at this point. It's, um, But it's a lot of fun. I've been doing sideline for Connecticut for the last couple of years. This year, I also started doing in-game analysts. So the color analyst on away games, which has been um, a lot of fun. Um, I'm also still doing some analysts work at like different networks, still obviously at ESPN, um, and just everything. I'm co-hosting around the rim with my my friend, my sister, La Robinson. Um still writing. So anywhere and everywhere that I can provide coverage and updates and, you know, help to grow
0: the game of women's basketball. I'm, I'm right there to do just that. And we absolutely love that. And we're almost halfway through the season, which is like shocking, but what are you loving this season? When we we came into it with these two super teams, we've seen some injuries. We've seen some upsets, things like that. What are you loving?
1: Um, this is gonna sound crazy based on that, but I am loving the parody at the lower level, right? And what I mean by that is just, I I think coming into the season, there were some questions on which teams are gonna shape up to do what and do how, and how these new pieces that we added were gonna work. And then I see a team like the Indiana Fever and Aaliyah Boston and how she's contributing and how, you know, Nalissa and Kelsey are responding to that. And yes, they're still growing and they're still getting better, but they, in my opinion, are far beyond where they were And their upside is ridiculous. I see that same thing with a team like Atlanta, like Mm -hmm. with, with the addition of Alicia Gray and how amazing she's played the upside for this team is just so much better um, than I think any of us imagined. And even Minnesota, right? I mean, they have a, a, a losing record, sure. But when you're watching Nafisa Collier and you're watching Diamond Miller back from injury, you're like, wow, the upside for this team is nuts. So
0: I love that this season. And I think it makes it more competitive because when you have these matchups, like anything can happen and we've seen that and that makes the game just so much mm-hmm. more fun.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's more fun to watch, more fun to talk about. It's, 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 it's like you just never know, like records don't really indicate how good or bad a team is and that's so much fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we got to talk about the two big coaching changes in the past couple of weeks. First, we have the head coach, uh, Vanessa Nygaard from Phoenix Mercury uh, let go. We now have Nikki Blue stepping up to uh, be the interim head coach. Do you think that's going to change much this season? Or do you think that's just kind of a long term had to make something happen and and hope that we see change? Oh.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I. first off, I admire Nikki Blue. I think she's going to be a, a, a pretty good head coach. And with just more time, more experience, um, she'll get an opportunity to, you know, not be interim. And if not with Phoenix, somewhere find a, a head coaching position. But, you know, Phoenix was just kind of, It was a place that would have been difficult for any first year head coach, right? Like when you consider everything that Vanessa had to go through last year, um, the challenges that she was presented with from losing BG early in the season that no one would have predicted to the conflict that appeared between Sky and Diana to Tina leaving in the middle of the season. Like it was just so much happening. Um, And there's some big personalities in Phoenix, right? And so it was going to take a very um, a very strong, um, and a very, um, confident first year head coach to come into that position. And I'm not sure that, um, there was buy-in that Vanessa would be that. So when you, mm-hmm. when you add that to her experience in the head coaching role, it, to me, it was just a setup for disaster from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, with Nikki, I think there is an opportunity for better, only because I believe that there is more buy-in into her, into her resume, into what she can do. I think the team has a little bit more buy-in, and I mean, basketball is as much as a mental game as it is a physical one. So having the players believe in you, coming to practice with a new sense of energy, those kinds of things matter in the long term. Um, and she does have two out of the three wins. She's you know out of three games under her belt. She's one two. So. I do think that things can turn around out. I'm not saying Phoenix is going to now be a playoff team. Like, ah, I ain't going that far, (laughs) but they will absolutely have a better shot. I think now under Nikki than they did with Vanessa.
0: We also have to talk about the Chicago sky general manager and head coach James Wade going to Toronto. He accepted a, an assistant coaching job with the Raptors in the NBA and he left immediately. And M. Ray Vantasiever, who's been with the team for seven seasons, was named the interim GM and head coach. And what I think is really interesting here, Tarika, is that in the offseason, so many players signed with Chicago during free agency because of James Wade. And now he's gone. So that leaves them in a little bit of a tricky position. So let me ask you, do they have the buy-in that Phoenix now has, I wish I knew the answer to that because <laughs> I feel like I
1: feel like on the surface the answer is going to be yes, of course we believe in our coach, we believe in what we have, we're going to mm-hmm. do what we're going to do. But deep down inside, my personal opinion, no one has ever said this or told me this. But deep down inside, I I am thinking they're thinking what the f. <laughs> like what Please. just happened because if if i'm a fan if i'm a fan of chicago i'm thinking to myself we completely dismantled our team And we did so under the belief that James Wade was someone who was going to assemble a championship caliber team and lead us in the direction of success because he's done that before. He's brought a championship to us. We have no reason to believe that he wouldn't do otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm a fan, I'm a bit disappointed and not disappointed that he took another job that's going to obviously pay him way more money and have more opportunities if he wants to get into NBA coaching. So I I don't think anyone's upset right. that he took a job in the NBA. Kudos to you. But I think what some of us feel, um, I know specifically, I definitely do, is why did it mean leaving in the middle of the season? And I think that's something that we kind of want to know, you know, a little bit more on. It's just, the NBA season starts in October, They're starting camps usually in September. Um, I'm not sure if Chicago is a team that would have made a deep playoff run Mm -hmm. to where he would have still been coaching um, late into September to not get an opportunity to, you know, and I don't know if there's any rules to say that you maybe can't be GM and assistant coach at a team. I don't, I don't know the rules. I don't know the reason, Mm -hmm. but if, it seems to me that there was an opportunity to still at least continue to finish the job because you wore dual hats. Like Chicago is now in a place where they now have to find a GM and a head coach. And that is a big role to fill. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm Kalia Copper, I'm really thinking to myself like, you left this on me. And now I'm out here really stuck by myself. Like what is, you know, so Mm -hmm. I understand completely um, that they're still going to be competitive. They're still, they're still athletes. They're still going to be competitive. They're still going to try to win, but but it certainly is a weight that they're going to carry now, even if they don't want to admit it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you make a good point there. It's just kind of the The suddenness almost of it right and all like announced i'm gone i'm done and hey you're playing 24 hours later (laughs) right figure it out figure Figure it out and yes they pulled out the w and and i know that emery even said it was the fight it was the fight that he was impressed with not necessarily the play yeah (laughs) um which is great but do you want that to be what your coach is saying about
1: you after so it's a mental game. I, I can't imagine how mentally taxing it had to be to come out after less than 24 hours seeing your coach leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So we'll, we'll kind of keep our eye on that and see, see how that plays out Um, this season also happening. We got the, the reserves for the all-star game Um, and we saw, I know Connecticut sun here. We saw DB and Alyssa Thomas get named to that, which I think it was a snub. They weren't at least one of them wasn't named an all-star. Um, so that was, that was exciting. Was there anyone else on that list that you saw that you were excited about or, or thought got snubbed, you know, a week or two ago? Yeah, I, I was very
1: excited to see Cheyenne Parker as a reserve. Cheyenne Parker has balled this year. Yeah. And a, again, because Atlanta's record doesn't necessarily speak to the kind of play that they have. I felt for a while that people really didn't recognize how well Cheyenne had been playing. Um, And it felt good to see that the coaches stood up for her and recognized that she had been doing so well this season. Um, So it was good to see Cheyenne on that list. Um, I'm a media voter. So I voted for Alicia Gray to be one of the starting um, point guards. And so to see her make the reserve list was like, okay, I feel good about her being on there. Um, It's difficult to think of, you know, who got snubbed because there are so many great players in this league. I did think that Alyssa should have been a starter. I argued for her. I advocated for her. I voted for her. She's been an MVP caliber talent this entire season. So I wanted to see her as a starter. But just knowing that she will be representing Connecticut along with Dewana, um, I, I think that it's the right call. I don't really think that there are too many people um, who didn't. I mean, you can make a case. I mean, come on, Hannah. You you can make a case for so many people you can make Absolutely. a case for like it's it's crazy it's you the the league is just that good um mm-hmm but it, again it was just really good to see the the two that stuck out to me the most for sure was Cheyenne Parker just really happy to see her have an opportunity um and then Alicia Gray just because I voted for her and I want her to make it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well like you said i mean you can make an argument for anyone last year we saw Chelsea Gray not be named to the list and then she was finals mvp you can't you can't say that those don't that doesn't happen overnight <laughs>
1: yep, exactly exactly and we saw how she The way that she responded to not making the all-star team, they made sure not to make that mistake again this year. (laughs) A
0: hundred percent. And we, Stephanie White also being named one of the coaches. And I think, I mean, talk about coming in your first year. And I mean, not her first year ever in the WNBA, but a first year in a while, um, making the impact that she's making. That's pretty awesome. It is so good. Like
1: I seeing this team day in and day out, Um, it really does. You can really get a better understanding of how different it is and the culture, the atmosphere. Um, and that is no shade to Kurt Miller. Kurt Miller was a great coach. He really helped to make and mold this Connecticut team to even be a championship contender, took them to two WNBA finals. Like there's no shade to Kurt Miller, but you could sense that there was a difference. And sometimes you just need that, right? Like sometimes just need a change of scenery or you just need a new voice and people respond differently. The atmosphere is different with this team and Coach White has almost been the center of every player that I've asked, why is it so different? Why is there a different feel? The energy, the vibe is different. And almost every player says, well, you know, Coach White allows us to be this way. She gives us the freedom to to feel the way that we feel and speak up when we need to speak up and hold each other accountable. And she's bringing a, a new, you know, a new sense of energy to this team. So you get that in a team that so many people thought were, not even gonna be middle of the pack because they lost, you know, Jonquo Jones and Jasmine Thomas and, but like there was so, in Kurt Miller, and it was like, you know, this, she hasn't coached in the league in many years. And so there was already this lowered expectation for Connecticut. And not only did they come out the gate firing, but they came out the gate firing and handed the only defeat to the best team in the league. So at this point, you kind of have to respect and recognize not only what she's done there, but how they have adjusted and how they're playing for her. It was definitely all-star worthy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that the team, the team is recognizing that energy because I know earlier they all kept saying that they wanted a player, a former player to coach them. And I think that that is showing that that kind of like knowing what's going on in their mind, she gets it. She does. Um, so that's really awesome. And I think, like you said, they're coming up, you know, I, they moved down in the the power ranking this past week, but they're still, they're still up there. How oh, impact that Breezy's injury is going to have. How does that, how are well, you taking that? I'm heartbreaking. First of all, heartbreaking.
1: Ser- seriously. Like it is, we're already seeing the impact of Brianna Jones not being in the lineup. I was calling that game and instantly in my mind i was like oh my god i hope this isn't what i think it is even though like it kind of looked like it it felt like it but of course you don't want to speculate on air you don't want to give anyone any ideas but in my mind i was like this does not look good this looks really bad so when the news came out that she was indeed um going to be out with a torn achilles it was i thought i was gonna sneeze okay it was um it was a it was a it was a terrible feeling. It was a gut-wrenching feeling because this team had been um dealing with injuries from a major impact player almost every year for the last three years. Mm-hmm. So it was like finally, this is a team that we're gonna see healthy and compete mm-hmm. and they're playing well and breezy who had never had a major injury in her career before. You just hated this for her, right? So on the one hand, you're thinking to yourself, if there's any team that can figure out how to get through this and play through this, it's this one because they're experienced in doing it. Alyssa Thomas had to deal with this injury so she can provide some assistance and some help. So if there's any team that can do it, it's this one. But on the other hand, you're like, how are they going to replace everything that Brianna gives them she's so bodies in the middle of the paint she's so good at protecting the rim she's so good at these quick turnaround shots and and she was starting to work on her threes it was like what are you going to do everyone's going to have to step up a little more to do a little bit more um as a as a fan and as someone who covers the team I'm not gonna say they're out of it of course Mm -hmm. not but the road certainly got a little bit more difficult when she's out, and you can see it. You saw it against New York. You saw it against um, Las Vegas. You saw it in the the loss to Atlanta. Like you, you could see it. It was just, um, it was difficult. Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And talking about another team that's kind of that's had some some hope to to make a championship run here was the Washington or is the Washington mystics. And um, we had a healthy Elena Deladon for the first time in a while. And then this past weekend, we saw her go out with a left ankle injury. She wasn't playing yet or on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, They're saying she's day to day. What's the impact that's going to have?
1: Wow. There, there are another team who are down, not one big, but two, Mm -hmm. right. You already lost Shakira who phenomenal sophomore season so far the her improvement in the offseason was crazy um played overseas won a championship won mvp in the israeli league so we were like wow this one two punch between shakira and elena is going to be hard mm-hmm. um so then you're losing her and then now with all of everything that Elena brings and she was named a reserve All-Star as well so I most likely probably won't play um unless she I I don't I don't assume that she would play um but it's it's a it's difficult to have to continue to try to play around players that are so impactful for your team. Mm-hmm. Again, Washington is an experienced team, right? And so you you have to know that they've got players on their team and on their bench that can certainly step in and fill in Myesha Hines Allen, Amanda Zowie B, but none of them are going to give you the exact umph. That Elena Deladon is going to give you. And even in that injured game, she dropped 31 points, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is someone who gives you shooting. She gives you protection around the rim. She's someone who gives you physicality. You're going to spread the floor with her because people are going to double her. They have to watch her. And so, to not have that is certainly something that Washington is going to struggle to overcome, as we're seeing already um, in the right. game. I mean, we're already seeing it. And so that's the thing, like good teams are always going to find ways to figure it out and make things happen. Right. But that doesn't mean that the losses that they're taking are not devastating. So mm-hmm. even if they are figuring out how to play without Elena for a couple of games, it's still a devastating loss because now as we're getting into the season, these games, these wins, they're going to mean a lot more. So, you know, hopefully she won't be out too long
0: this is the time of the season where you're hoping that everything starts clicking and it starts getting better so that you peak at the right time. You can't, you can't go back to square one at this point in the season and hope that you're going to peak at the right time, right? Like this is the pivotal this is the pivotal moment where you're like, we got to get it figured out.
1: got to get it figured out now. It's almost the all-star break. It's almost that time where, you know, we're already looking at commissioner's cup and it's, Mm -hmm. it's literally the time where all of the kinks that you needed to figure out, you really, and and granted it's a 40 game season this year, right? We're almost 20 games in. So to, to your point earlier, it's still, you know, a long season. We're still halfway there, Mm -hmm. but I'm also one who thinks that these games go by a lot faster than we realize. And so to keep saying, well, we've got time, we've got time you really don't have as much time as you think you do so you want to start clicking now so that you can peak at the end of the season and not necessarily have to try to find or figure out a rhythm like it's it's too late to still be needing to figure out a rhythm
0: well because you're bouncing they're bouncing from game to game i mean the the real time to make any changes is what one or two game one or two days at a time in practice and then you're playing again um and yep. every team pr- presents a different challenge, so it's like one game you're working on your offense. The next you're like, oh wait, offense is gonna come. Well, we're gotta focus on our defense right now. There's <laughs> no guarantee
1: that you're gonna get practice. I mean, the schedules are so different that you have teams like, like you know, New York, for example, is literally just coming off like a five-six day road game stretch. Mm-hmm. So where do you find that time to practice in between travel, in between sleep? eating like you have to conditioning your body you've got to you know get the rest and the reset and you've got to stay you, practice is so few and far between for some teams during certain stretches in this season that they don't even get that opportunity to truly adjust um, so it is hard and it is daunting at times to try to do these things on the fly and every team has to do it so it's not like it's specific to one team the stretch may be different maybe your stretch doesn't come to July maybe mm-hmm. someone had their stretch in June mm-hmm. but your stretch is coming nonetheless <laughs> so so watching out. <laughs> Watch out it's coming your 10 day, we'll be here
0: <laughs> so you know we talked about injury kind of plaguing some teams and one of the matchups that I'm looking forward to this week I mean a lot a lot of great ones but is Sunday with the Sun and the Mystics um, what is do you have any predictions on on that um, three o'clock Sunday at ESPN Yeah, these Sun-Mystic
1: matchups are always a really good matchup. The matchup earlier in the season was really tough, and that was with Elena and Breezy both in the game. And it came down to the wire. And though Connecticut did come along with the win, it always like the scoring net is never indicative of the kind of physicality that these two teams play against each other. Like they are very hard on each other and I love to see it. And it stems back to the 2019 WNBA finals. They were really rough and tough with each other then. And of course the personnel is different, but the mentality is still there. The want to win is still there. Um, And I feel like Connecticut is really wanting to bounce back. Now they've got a couple of games before then. So mm-hmm. They have an opportunity to bounce back from Las Vegas's loss, but regardless of what, they're still trying to figure out who do we get to replace what we're going to. I don't know if they're looking to bring in another player. They still have the opportunity to do so, pending money, but they have an opportunity to utilize a hardship contract for someone to bring in an extra big if they would like, Um, They're still trying to figure out how Olivia Nelson-Odota is going to fit into, you know, her her new role. She did a great job coming in early, filling in for Breezy when there was foul trouble or things like that. But to elevate her role at this stage is something the team is going to have to work with her to do. You Mm -hmm. can see glimpses there, but she's still learning. Second-year player, she's still learning. You've got AT, who you're moving into the center position, which is great, but... It's AT, she's going to be needed to do so many different things that you can't keep her at center. You're going to have to rotate her and, and she's, you know, might drop another triple-double. Who knows? It's so customary for <laughs> her at this point. Um, But it's going to be a tough one and Washington is going to do the same thing. They're going to have to plan for how you play against AT. But if EDD isn't back, then who do we use, you know, to to, to put on this person? Who, you know, should we use Amanda? Do we use Maisha High? Allen what the matchup is going, what matchup is going to work best to counter what Alyssa is going to bring inside and it's difficult to figure that out and only one team has seemed to have success and that's well two New York and Las Vegas no one else seems to have success in figuring out what to do with Alyssa so it should absolutely be an interesting one on that Sunday
0: And so talking about Olivia here, one, one question is, you know, the thing about Breezy is that her physicality and the way that she can just create space for herself. Um, does, is that something that you think Olivia can learn in season or is that an off season focus? Is that a, is that something you spend time in the gym and, and can that happen in the season?
1: I, I don't know if that can happen in a season for her. It can mm-hmm. happen in a season, but it's all about reps. It's all about minutes. It's all about playing time. And it's all about, as you kind of mentioned, working outside of practice time, schedule time. It depends on how hard you work. And I have no doubt that Olivia is working very hard to be as impactful as she has been. But there are some things that Breezy just naturally brings. Like she has this ability to like spin her body in a way for these one hook shots that are, are some, it's like, it's so graceful the way that she does it. And the size difference while Olivia may be taller, Breezy is way more stocky in in the way that she maneuvers her body and it gives her an advantage over her opponents down low. Um and and, and again that's just something with you know we can see that Stephanie White is trying to switch that up a bit with the usage of um Rebecca Allen. Rebecca Allen has the length. She has the physicality. She has the body and she has the ability to shoot from the outside. So that gives Connecticut a bit of advantage of replacing the physicality they're missing with Breezy, but still keeping an option for perimeter shooting if need be. It's not going to be just one person. There just is not one person on that Mm -hmm. team. That's going to replace what Brianna Jones does. It's really going to be a team effort. Dejanette Carrington, too. She's someone who's come off the bench. She provides a lot of energy, a lot of defensive presence, and she uses her defense to fuel her offense. So when she gets going and she's getting steals and getting stops, you can see that she's starting to shoot better and she'll euro step to the hole. That's her move, girl. I don't know where she got it from, (laughs) but that's her move. She will euro step right over you to the basket, and we love to see it. So it's, it's just, there's just not... Not one person that's really going to do it. It's going
0: to be everyone. And let's hope that because there's going to have to be multiple people, that that causes a little bit of trouble for the opponents. But um, Thanks. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Well, Tarika, thank you so much for taking the time. Let everyone know where they can keep up with you so that they can keep um getting all this this great insight. Awesome. Thanks for
1: having me. You guys can find me all over social. Twitter, I'm at chino sports. Instagram, I'm at chino
0: sports underscore. Um and Facebook, I'm at chino sports. So, I'm chino sports everywhere. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much and we'll be sure to keep up with you and check in later this season. Thanks, Hannah. Let's talk to you guys later. All right, y'all, that does it for me today. Remember, you can listen to player interviews right here on your podcast platform. Or head over to the NBC Sports Boston YouTube page and you can watch them there. That does it for me. I'll catch you guys next time.